This month, October is Pastor Appreciation Month, and we chose this morning to do our Pastor Appreciation Day. So we're going to have a second offering. Regular offerings are up here if for you visitors and all you are here. You can bring your offering up during worship, you know, and then after that, we're going to have a Pastor Appreciation uh, offering. It'll, so there will be a second one. So thank you. Thank you all for coming. Awesome. Well, good morning. It's great to be here. Awesome to uh, see what God has promised to do. In fact, I'm going to read here, if I can, from Hebrews chapter 11. Um, once I find the verse. Da, 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 da. Is anyone else like that? Like, I know it's in there. I know it's there. Just a matter of finding it. All right. Um, verse 34. That's where it's at. Okay. Here we go, because I know there's, uh, you know, we talked last week and we spent some time praying for those who are in repeat battles here, you know, of different issues, and so um, the, the scripture that came to mind this morning to open up with is from Hebrews chapter 11, I'm going to start in verse 32, and he said, what more can I convince you, because he's talking about the faith, the faith of people and what it enabled them to accomplish, the impossible things that were in front of them, and yet God equipped and enabled them to overcome and to be victorious. In verse 32, Paul writes, and he goes on, he says, And what more can I say to convince you? There's not enough time to tell you about the faith of Gideon, Barak, Samson, Jephthah, David, Samuel, and all the prophets. Through faith's power, there is power when we choose to put our faith and our trust, not in the things that we're seeing right now, because things aren't looking very good in a lot of cases, but putting our faith and trust in what God has promised. Putting your faith and trust in who God is. The same way that my children, when they went to the dentist, you know, they didn't like what they were going through. They fought it tooth and nail. I thought I was going to have to, like, you know, strap Nate down to the chair, you know. But they trusted that the pain that they were enduring was actually for their good, they don't understand why you're going through that pain and, and everything, but it's ultimately for our good and for our benefit. But he said that through faith's power, they conquered kingdoms. They established true justice. Their faith was fastened on the promises of God, and that pulled those promises into reality. How awesome is that? Faith is like, like on a, a train engine, those couplers, those, those link, that linkage. Faith is what takes God's promises and pulls it to become your reality. That is what faith does. That's how powerful it is. And he goes on to say that it was faith that shut the mouths of lions, that put out the power of the raging fire. Remember the, the three buddies, Shackrack and Benny from VeggieTales? God didn't deliver them from the fire, but he was with them through the fire. And that is how he chose to deliver. And I think that's what he's doing right now this morning with a lot of people. And then he goes on, he says, although they were weak, faith imparted power to make them strong faith sparked a courage within them so that in the battle they became mighty warriors they pulled armies in from another realm into our array hebrews chapter 11 verse 34 think about that in the battle that's when they became strong through their faith God didn't train their fingers for battle. God didn't give them the strength that they needed before the battle. It was in the middle of the battle. Can you imagine going into a battle completely ill-equipped, not covered? You, you have no idea how you're going to defeat this enemy. And some of us are there right now, right? But 
you're getting taken through the battle whether you like it or not. It's on. You have no choice. You're backed into a corner, and now is the time to choose. And it was their faith that gave them strength in the battle. It was their faith that brought in the angelic host, that angelic army, to help them fight their battles. And so that is what I'm believing for this morning. That is what we're going to just choose to declare and to proclaim as we start into worship here this morning. Um, in fact, I'm flip-flopping the service because I feel like that's what the Spirit's doing. If I got the worship team come forward, we're going to open with worship. So right now, I just want you to consider that fight that you're against, that fight that maybe you, you didn't choose. You don't want to be a part of it. You want to just go away. You want God to just deliver you from it, but yet he's not doing it. That means he is going to give you strength in the battle. That means while you're facing the battle, just have trust and faith in him, like a child does with their, 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 um, their parents. Just that blind trust that you're just going to hold their hand, and even though you may be afraid, even though you may be uncomfortable, even though you may be uncertain, you know that he's going to walk you through this. He is with you and for you. He's not going to forsake you or neglect you. This is ultimately going to end with your good and his glory. Amen, amen. And so we're just going to start off here. Amen. I just wanted to share, if I could, I went to that She Is conference, and Lisa Bevere, that is exactly what she spoke on all weekend. Her and uh, Mo Aiken. And I'll tell you, there's breakthrough in that. that. You know, when you go through that crumbling part of your life and and, you know, when fear sets in and then, okay, you're over that hump of fear. Now you're like, okay, God, here we are again. <laughs> you know, you get your feet back on the ground. But, you know, she talked about, you know, when you're that broken vessel, how, how, how God puts that vessel back together. And it's, and it's better than it was before. Like, you know, and that's hard to believe, you know, when you're, when you're walking through that brokenness, you know, whether it's health reasons or you know, anything going on, you know, in your family, finances, whatever, whatever it is, God's going to make it better on the other side because there's pain in the offering. It's never, even with childbirth, you know, there's pain in that. But to see that child that God gave you that you birthed, you know, that came with pain. So will this. This will come with pain. But you know what? We are glorious. We, God is glorified through all this, and it'll come to pass. So you know what? Strap on your boots and be ready to fight. Because <laughs> yeah. you know what? God is not done. That's right. This is just him moving yeah. you through that to strengthen you, to give you faith, right. to get up and not be that chicken. You know, we're not going to stand back there with the enemy. We're going to stand up. We're going to rise. We're going to be that warrior God called us to be. Amen. So we need to get up and just just put our boots on and, and be that warrior God called us to be. Because we are not defeated. We are not defeated in any circumstance. So, Lord, we pray this morning, God, for every circumstance, Lord, here. Lord, we just pray right now a surrender, a surrender to you, God. Lord, that you would just, Father God, meet each one, each need, Father God, that was brought before you here this morning. Heavy hearts, Lord. We just pray, Father God, that you would just, Lord, just, Lord, we invite you just, Father God, just invade us this morning. Invade us with your spirit, Father God. Lord, let your spirit move. Let your spirit, Lord, it has already conquered disease. Lord, your spirit has uh, just restored everything, God. Have your way, Lord. Have your way. Let's stand and worship God this morning. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank so this morning, just, just
just in your own words, in your own battle, even if it's just thank you, God, for who you are, start to enter into worship. Give him the praise that he is so worthy of. So we thank you, Jesus. God has done before for common ordinary people like you and I broken by sin we remember the mighty conqueror that Jesus was for them and he will be that for us as well so thank you Lord for what you're doing I won't forget the wonder of how you brought deliverance Exodus of my heart. You found me, you freed me, held back the waters for my release. Oh, Yahweh, you're the God who fights for me, Lord of every victory. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! You have that you are with me the fire by night your guiding light to my feet cause you found me you freed me held back the waters for my release oh Yahweh you're the God who fights for me Lord of every victory
you stepped into my Egypt, you took me by the hand, you marched me out in freedom, into the promised land, now I will not forget you, I'll sing of all you've done, death is swallowed up forever, by the fury of your love, you stepped into my Egypt. did for his people during that season their shoes didn't even wear out how much more can God do for us there is nothing greater than our God amen he is unstoppable the name of Jesus is above every name was born, life begins and ends in the dust you fall, faith commanded and the mountains move, fear is losing ground to our hope in you, unstoppable God, let your glory go on and on. things in your name they shall be done unstoppable God let your glory go on and on impossible things in your name they shall be done freedom conquered all our chains undone When the third day dawned, darkness was denied when the snow was gone. Unstoppable night, let 
in your name, they shall be done. Unstoppable God, let your glory go on and on. Yeah. Impossible things in your name, they shall be done. Yeah. Yes, believe it this morning. Your miracle's right here before you. Declare this in faith over your own circumstances this morning. Remind yourself who the Lord is. Because yes. nothing shall be impossible. Your kingdom reigns unstoppable. We'll shout your praise forevermore. Jesus, our God, unstoppable. Nothing shall be impossible. Your kingdom reigns We'll shout your praise forevermore. Jesus, our God, unstoppable. Nothing shall be impossible. Your kingdom reigns unstoppable. We'll shout your praise forevermore. Jesus, our God, unstoppable. Unstoppable God, let your glory go on and on.
you're not seeing any good in it right now but we know God is good everything that he does is good remember the cross there's nothing good about what Jesus endured for you and I what we deserve but he conquered death and sin and fear and everything the enemy could possibly throw at you it was good and I believe that this morning, Jesus is making a way, a way to goodness, a way to his presence, where you encounter all that he is and the fullness of that salvation that Jesus made possible. He is the way maker. He is moving here. He is moving heaven and earth on your behalf because he loves you. You are here. 
to nothing more or less than everything that God is. The only reason we trust his promises is because we trust his character. That he is good. He will fulfill every promise in our lives because that is who he is. And don't be shy. I feel like this morning someone's just giving us a proclamation of who God is. Don't be shy to shout that out. No need to be shy. Whatever's bubbling up inside of you, feel free to come and to share it. Who knows what kind of faith it's going to stir up in yourself and in others. Who knows what breakthrough it's going to release here in this place. Just a word. With just a word, God spoke and created everything. The vastness of the universe. Think about what just one word from the Lord can do in your life. One word. 
one word. What is that word? It's turned up in someone. I can stand here all day long. I just came off a three-day fishing trip at Erie. I'm used to standing in worse conditions than this. There is a word stirring, and I feel like we just were going to get it one way or another. Don't be shy. Be bold. Wait, I keep looking at you because I'm feeling like you got it, but I'm not saying anything. It's really easy sometimes to sing along, you know, and there's songs you know, and you've heard it a hundred times. But I just felt like, especially in that last song, like, God's like, I'm making a way. Believe me. (laughs) And I know that some people are in the trenches. I know my emotions are a mess personally, but God's been doing something. But he says, trust me. (laughs) Trust me. We can do that. As hard as it feels sometimes, and as hard as it is to give some stuff up sometimes too to make a commitment to trusting him trusting his promise trusting he's true to his word we've all been through so much over the years and this year specifically it's been really hard here at new hope and god isn't done (laughs) thank you lord for that yeah but i just feel like especially this morning um Like I said during that song, God's saying to me at least, remind them that I'm real. (laughs) So I'm doing that because (laughs) he hasn't given up here. He hasn't given up on you. I I don't know everyone's situation. I don't know all of the circumstance, but he does. And he is real and true and loves you where you're at. And he's got a plan and purpose for the future. And it ain't over. <laughs> that's, that's the best part. Um, and God is our hope. That's what he kept reminding me in that song. He's the way, he is all those things we sang. He's so much more. But that's our hope. <laughs> that's why we come here every week, because we have hope that God is who he says he is. We believe in that word, and we believe and seen, have seen him move over the you know, in our lives. So we trust him and we're going to keep moving forward with him. But I just felt like this morning, remind you of him, remember he's real and he's here with you and he's for you every step of the way. There's nothing you've done, nothing you're going to do. It's going to change that. Now, granted, we might mess stuff up, but he's right there waiting to come back and to get back on track. And so, Lord, I thank you for your faithfulness and that we can trust you that you are true and you are real and you are for us so god we thank you for that this morning thank you for reminding us again that you are our hope you're our hope for the future you're our hope for the now you're not just that you're all we need and so god i pray for this church and the congregation anyone here in that that lord they would remember you in those low times remember you and what you've done and what you want to do because god you are good and you love us so much more than we can understand so thank you for that lord thank you amen
I feel like God or people uh, sort of I feel like there is somebody or a lot of people or no people that is feeling uncertainty like they're not sure what's going to happen next or like I don't know everyone's situation like there's like just what's happening in the future what's happening now like just a bunch of uncertainty and God's saying to whoever has that I don't know he has a plan for you and and whatever you do he will make it the situation a whole lot better than you expected I'm just feeling God saying that to I don't I don't know who <laughs> I frankly probably for me probably for dad for anybody like God loves you and he wants you back Amen. Good word and so true. So true. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm going to share a little bit of uh, what's happening here at New Hope going through the announcements. Um, some good things in store, which it's been good already, right? It's been awesome. I mean, that's what church is. You know, we come together as a people to pursue, to chase after God, to let him move and speak. And then we take the hope that he gives us here out to where it's needed most in this ever darkening world, right? That's right. And so um, some announcements as Stan shared this morning. Uh, tithes and offerings, this is an act of worship, so we have the uh, plates available up front, you know, as we go through worship. Uh, you know, it's a time to bring in, not, not out of compulsion or obligation, but with joy, whatever the Lord sets uh, in your heart to give. Uh, we're also continuing to bless the community by collecting for the food pantry a couple of different things. Canned fruit is still uh, on, the, uh, on the table, so the next time you're out and about shopping and, uh, and whatnot, you know, make sure you grab an extra can and lots and lots of brownies. A hundred for November, a hundred for December. Two hundred boxes, and man, you're nailing it. I've seen those boxes out there, and it, I'll tell you what, I'm glad those are not baked. We'll just say that. Otherwise... Otherwise, you may need to put security cameras in there to figure out where all them brownies are, you know, disappearing to. Um, also, the community uh, youth group that is happening um, tonight, it's the second and fourth Sundays, uh, you know, for uh, just to make sure everyone's aware, you know, tonight's going to be a Halloween party. They're doing um, duo costumes, you know, like peanut butter jelly, salt pepper, you, you come up with a duo, you know, that's what they're dressed, you know, doing for uh, costumes and whatnot. So, you know, if it's your conviction uh, not to celebrate that, you probably don't want to go tonight, you know, it's our families, but, you know, if your conviction is, you know, not that, then go have an awesome time. It's going to be fun. It's a big party, um, you know, for kids in the community, invite them to come out. Anyone grades 6 through 12 are welcome to come. They're going to go. They're going to have a great time. And most importantly, they're going to have like an hour and 45 minutes of great time. And for 15 minutes, they're going to hear the good news, the gospel of Jesus Christ. And that's the most important part. I came to know Jesus because of a candy bar to harvest party. So, you know, you never know what God can do through a little simple act of invitation, right? All right. Um, also, we're having our breakthrough night of prayer and worship, November 7th at 6 p.m. Uh, of the apologetics class. It's coming down to an end here, uh, but that's still happening this Thursday at RMP Coffee from 6.30 to 8. Just learning, um, you know, what you believe, why you believe it, and how to really defend that and communicate it effectively, uh, which is so important in this world when words are so powerful. Little phrases have so much meaning. Like they, they shared um, at the last, I skipped 
I'm sorry, I skipped. I, I already confessed. I confessed my sin. I skipped, I skipped the apologetics class. I skipped men's breakfast. You know, the, the church shared with me that uh, I didn't have to do a message today. I just had to do the intro announcements and worship and youth. And so since I only had to do that today, I went fishing. I went fishing the last three days up in here. It was awesome. I nailed some steelhead, nice big brownie. I mean, it was just, it was awesome. So yeah, thank you all. It was a huge blessing. Um, but the last thing that they shared was just that little phrase you hear in our culture today, your truth, my truth, as if there is not a truth that, that surpasses all cultures, all opinions, and all everything. Those, those little phrases carry a lot of weight and a lot of meaning. So this class has been really eye-opening and, and good. Uh, I know my girls were kind of like <laughs> over their head a little bit. I had to explain things in the right home, but it sparked good dialogue. It sparked really, really awesome dialogue. So I encourage you to get involved in something like that. Men's breakfast, that just happened Saturday. It, this is lying, liar. It's the next th third Saturday, the, um, the next couple of months, because of the holidays. You know, we have Thanksgiving and Christmas. Um, Seth's work schedule is just crazy right now. I'll be praying for him. You know, man, he did such an awesome job. What, you know what they decided to do to him? They shove him underneath the mountain. You know, he's got he to get down there and work and run wire now. So, but be praying, you know, brand new everything. So, uh, and for the family, you know, I'm sure that it's fun juggling all the kids' schedules, right? You know, it's just a joy. Um, <laughs> Uh, yeah, I know. Um, so that's going to be happening the third Saturday of each month, and it's an awesome time. And be praying for, you know, uh, Glenda's family as they uh, took over ownership of the Country Junction. And um, just pray that, man, it's, it's a, a, a crazy world in, for that business. So be praying for them that they grow and be a strength and a pillar in the community. Um, also, the last sat Sunday, which is next Sunday, right? Next, this, I, I don't have a calendar in front of me. Next week, Girls of Swords, Lisa Bevere's study, um, that's happening. It's happening for sure. I committed, even if I got to show up and take you ladies through it, it's happening. Okay, so at 6 p.m., um, we're going to be gathering, and it's going to be, yeah, <laughs> nobody wants that. It's going to be great. Um, they, had, they had Nerf guns the first time. I've never got a Nerf gun handed to me at men's breakfast. Come on. I'm jealous. I might just start identifying as, anyways, that's a whole other story. RMP coffee. RMP coffee. I'd look cute in a skirt, wouldn't I? No? No. Okay. Legs are a little too hairy for that kind of thing. Anyways, um, now you can't get that picture out of your mind. RMP coffee. They're continuing to look for volunteers. They've had a leadership transition. So if you're available to help in any way, let me know. I'll give you their contact information. It's just a really cool thing in the community. I love going there, and you just see people sitting there, hanging out, talking, playing games. Um, you know, and that's what it's for. Because when you have relationships that are built, there is an opportunity for sharing the hope that you have, you know, in Christ. And that's been happening a lot. It's really cool to be a part of. Um, also, new members class, we're going to have that whenever, wherever. I might just do that for the, I'm, I'm thinking out loud here, don't hold me to this. I may do like I did before and just um, do this as a message. And so we take everybody through, because it's good for all of us to remember why we exist as a church. I mean, why, why is this giant building here in the middle of this community, you know? Why, why are we here? And, um, and what are we supposed to accomplish? It's a good thing to remember those things, and so we'll be going through that soon. 
Um, also, we're looking for some um, volunteers for these ministry opportunities. The greeters, uh, see Lisa, be praying for her, still struggling health-wise, you know. Um, definitely want to see their, their family be healed up and the altar team. Make sure you see uh, Marie. Um, we want to see the, the laying on of hands and that ministry happening again. We want to just see every one of, promise, every one of God's promises experienced. You know, like we shared from Hebrews 11, we want to pull those promises into our reality you know, and the altar ministry is one of those uh, venues to make that happen, just to pray with you and believe with you. And even if we're praying every week for the same thing, doesn't matter. We will keep praying and keep pressing in and keep believing. We are here to love and to encourage and to support each other through your battles until you see that victory, right? No matter what. Um, also, we're, you know, if you feel led to give, uh, we were blessed financially to be able to cover these repairs. Um, yeah, I'm going to get there too. I'm sorry. And, um, Actually, can you grab the card out in the altar, uh, out in the Welcome Center while we're doing this? Um, those repairs are going to take place since <clears throat> since I went fishing Thursday. They're going to be happening next Thursday. <laughs> I canceled your HVAC repairs, church. I'm sorry. Um, I rescheduled them to next week, um, so that's going to be happening um, just in time for the colder weather, right? You know, it's going to save us a lot of uh, money in our electric bill, and not to mention it's nice coming into a warm building, you know. It, you kind of get people to, to come in to be comfortable and to stay, you know, more when it's warm. Um, with all that being said, I'm actually going to be handing over the service. I don't know what's happening this morning, which is exciting for me and scary for me. Um, but no, you have just, oh my, we had our, our, um, our elder meeting last Sunday after church. And I'm telling you, like it is, it is always so, so good for me. There are times when I'm uncertain what God is doing. I feel like a failure as a leader. I'm like, I wish I could tell you that we just need to do this, this, and everything's gonna be better. And I don't know, but our leaders have such incredible faith and insight. They are so full of the Holy Spirit that when they get together, like my faith is always built. I always come out of those meetings, you know, feeling like a brand new man. And there are very, very few churches where pastors can say that about their leadership teams. Usually they walk away from that feeling like taking their own life, you know. But I'm listening to these stories and I'm like, uh, I, I don't have that. We have an amazing group of leaders here in the church amazing group and it's just it's a joy to uh walk alongside uh, them through this journey and seeing where god's going to take us we know the prophetic words and it's good um but uh tammy we were praying um last week tammy i'm sorry that's right she's on call she's on call for work but we were uh praying for her she is one of the three that are fighting right now we have you know glenda and cheryl as well fighting through a uh a recursive cancer now now tammy has some awesome news i don't know rob would you be willing to share with everybody you know a, a little bit of what what she found out recently yeah I, um we still have more to find out but uh so you know going all the way back to like when she was 17 she had thyroid cancer and then uh had a surgery for that um, back then and then fast forward to after we found out through like blood work when we had Hannah that you know there was uh, a chance of that wasn't taken care of properly at 17 um, and then it was after Gabby that she had her second surgery down at John Hopkins and uh, so um, where are we at now um, you know a, a so she'll get yearly tests, and a test came back that, you know, she had some thyroid activity or something. Um, and uh, I guess it was last year in the winter that, you know, they said um, 
they were going to give her another radioactive iodine, which puts her at her lifetime exposure for, you know, radioactive iodine, so she won't be able to have any more of that. But, um, you know, they think that there was uh, some tissue still left, which is, I guess, typical that you can't get it all out of the lymph nodes or whatever, and uh, with a, you know, a possible spot on the lungs. But, um, but now uh, we went down to John Hopkins in a little bit of a, a crazy situation because we got the wrong doctor. But she was able to consult with her. Um, we'll go back down, uh, saying that you know there was uptake, which was a good thing uh, for the thyroid tissue at the last radioactive iodine, which was something Pittsburgh didn't give us. But so we're going to John Hopkins. Um, and she feels comfortable there, and we know the doctors there. Uh, so um, that was a, a great report that you know uh, that the medicine you know worked. Um, and then, you know, she reassured her, uh, this head and neck uh, surgeon, um, that there wouldn't be any need for any immediate uh, operations or anything. And, it, you know, gave her a reassurance that, uh, that she, as she was believing, that she's going to be okay. So that's where we're at now. And we'll just have to keep an eye on her. But she's, she feels strong about it. And so we're going to continue to pray. And uh, Blanche, being new to the church, she heard about that and, and picked up a get well card, you know. But uh, right now we want to just pray and believe. And um, Marie, could I have you, uh, Chantel, can I borrow you as well? Could you pray over Chantel in faith? for Because that's a similar, you know, they're fighting the same cancer. Um, so we want to stand in faith for Cheryl, for Tammy, for Chantel, for Glenda. So if you could all just pray with us. For Cheryl, okay. I'm sorry. Okay, thank you. Sorry about that. Father, thank you so much for being here. God, it's your presence that that settles everything. Fear can't dwell in your presence. Dread doesn't dwell in your presence. Hopelessness cannot dwell in your presence. Sickness and disease it cannot dwell in your presence. Where you are is fullness of joy and peace everlasting. So, Father, we thank you for your presence. And we ask that you would continue to increase that presence in us and around us. And as we gather, that it would be a marvelous testimony of who you are and the reality of who you are and what you do. And you told us that we can say, heaven, come down. And there is no sickness in heaven. And so I stand on that now. And I know, I have seen, I've experienced for myself the power of God that takes cancer and removes it. The lie of the enemy that tries to bring it back. And the power of God that says, uh-uh. And I thank you, God, for that. I thank you that it helps every time I hear the, another testimony of you moving in somebody's life. It's it's faith building. It's exciting. It just makes you want to tell more people who he is. And so right now, Father, we take that faith that you have given us, and together we agree, as in touching one thing, that cancer cannot raise itself up against the knowledge of Christ, but it must bow its knee. It has no right, and it has no place and no partnership 
in the body of Christ. So we curse it and we command every cell that does not belong in the body of Chantel, in the body of Tammy, in the body of Glinda, and in the body of Cheryl, and anyone else who's here who's sick with anything, there is no thing, God, that can raise itself up. Every knee bows. And so I thank you that those cells are cursed now in the name of Jesus, and they must die and they must die in such a way that they cannot regenerate ever again. What you say, God, never returns void. And you said, by the stripes that I bore for you on the cross of Calvary, I have already healed your disease. So we thank you for that, Father. We cover each one here with the blood of the Lamb. And we, and we ask God that you would continue to stir up our faith and help us to learn how to stir up our faith, to hear the word of God that builds our faith, to remember the times and passage you have done mighty things to stir up our faith and help us to be careful that the words that we speak do not honor the working of our enemy, but only honor the name of the most high God who is good in all his ways and in all he does. And we give you all the praise and the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Lord, we just pray for uh, uh, that movement of healing, Lord, to, to heal all of us. Lord, there's um, something we all deal with, Lord. Um, and Lord, we, we're just praying right now, today, Lord, that whatever that infliction is, whatever that pain is, whatever that thought is, Lord, that uh, you are here to heal it, Lord. Lord, we uh, pray for that um, over the entire congregation, Lord, that um, Healing Valley is here, Lord, that we experience that, that we move forward, Lord. We cast out any doubt, Lord, of any negative thoughts, Lord, that uh, that we follow through, Lord, that we follow our leaders, follow you, Lord, get closer to you, Lord, so we can feel that healing power, Lord. And it's been, you know, a tough year, a tough two years, a tough stretch for the church, Lord, it's a, a stretch for the community, a stretch for the world, Lord, and uh, we're just praying for that breakthrough, Lord, that we start seeing um, things turn around, Lord, that, that you become uh, the force that, you know, as, as churches dwindled and as pastors fell off, Lord, um, you know, the enemy wanted uh, for that to happen, Lord, but we're going to come back strong. And uh, we're going to see you uh, bring the victory, Lord, that, uh, you know, the churches be filled, Lord, that people start coming back, that they see that the destruction and the death that is, has come, Lord, is, is not from you, Lord. It's from the lack of you. It's from the lack of our faith in you, Lord. So we just do a complete 180, Lord, and, and we want to see this turn around. We want to see this healing. And, and we want to see good days ahead. We pray this in Jesus' name.
Amen. Amen. Yes, thank you, Lord, for what you've done. And um, I don't know what's going to happen with the rest of the service. For visitors, I'm sorry, it's not a typical service. Um, but I know that uh, today is intended to be a, a day of pastor appreciation, you know. Um, but I just really had a conviction this morning. And, you know, before anything happens to honor me, I want to, Jason, if I could talk to you. First of all, I love you, brother. <laughs> it's so awesome to see you. <laughs> no, but I know our last conversation wasn't exactly the best. And I just wanted to ask you to forgive me for anything that I've said to hurt you, to cause you to doubt anything about what God has said and declared to be true. And Tiffany as well, you know, if you all could please forgive me. Anything that I did, you know, to cause hurt, to cause pain, to cause turmoil, to cause problems of any kind, you know, if you please forgive me. It's awesome to see you all here this morning. But yeah. <laughs> All right, so whatever the elders are doing, I am going to hand the mic over to you all. And You look like Becky and I. Release the kids? That, that, that sounds like some kind of war cry. Release the children! <laughs> all right, we're going to release the kiddos back to Children's Church and pray for the leaders. And Blanche, you have a testimony of healing here? or Yeah. Oh, sure, yes, and Pat. And by the way... Yeah. <laughs> yes. Whew. Yeah. Yeah, let's pray for healing again. So, yeah, bronchitis for three weeks, and that can, that can hang on. So, Jesus, again, we thank you for being our healer. We thank you for giving Pat the strength to come out here this morning to meet with you. And so right now, Jesus, we're asking you to complete this work of healing that every side effect, everything is trying to hang on to her from bronchitis would go in Jesus' name. That she would be strong, Lord. That her lungs would be at full capacity. That, Lord, any kind of uh, constriction, Lord, of those airways, that it would just go in Jesus' name. That they would be loosed and released. That, Lord, Pat would walk in the fullness of everything you accomplished on the cross. As you declared it is finished, we're just declaring that truth over Pat this morning. Bronchitis is finished. It has no more place in her life, in her body, and in her family's life, in your name. Amen. Amen. We love you. Thank you. Yes. Once again, good morning. Uh, as I had said earlier, that this is Pastor Appreciation Month, and today we're going to give uh, our share our appreciation for Pastor Steve and all that he has done for New Hope and for us, whether it's personal or however he has affected it. We're not limiting this just to us elders or anything. Any one of you that want to come up here and show your appreciation for Pastor Steve, it's greatly welcome. After we're done, we're going to have some food and snacks in the back that we can get back afterwards. And uh, it's just finger foods and the meats and cheeses and vegetables, uh, dips and stuff, I think, and fruit, a fruit tray. So we'd all appreciate that if you have time, take time to come on back afterwards. But uh, as I was thinking, you know, 
Pastor Steve, I, I remember years ago him coming here and, and uh, he would attend the Sunday school class in the back, you know, and he was just one of you and I. And then uh, he took on the call that God had asked him to come and be our shepherd and to guide and direct us in God's ways. And boy, and what a job, wonderful job you have done, Steve. You, uh, uh, you touched lots of lives here. You have uh, led lots to, to Jesus Christ. Been the cheerleader, you know, in all that he did, you know. Me is what I have to do in my occupation is similar to what he has to do. I have to direct and guide people. And, and I'm, pardon? Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, I have to be the cheerleader just like he said, you know. And you do. You know, you have to find ways, you know, to get them to do that. But what he did is he took the obedience unto God. Probably times he didn't want to do it. You know, I'm thinking this is never going to work, but he had to trust in God. And he had to show us that this trust comes from being obedient to God. And, and Steve, you have showed that. You have you've shown that to each and every one of us. And I mean, there were times that, that, that you know, you know he, he would come with, with, with situations and how are we going to get through it. And, and, and it was always by the grace of God that we've always being able to take a situation that he didn't always have the answers, we didn't always have the answers, but our trust alone in what God had done, we, we, we made it through. And, and I, I just want to say for Becky and the family, the girls, a lot of sacrifices are made on the level that he's at. I mean, there's when someone don't fill the gap in, he does, okay? Uh, not that he that he's hoping that he's giving us opportunity as well as that's what God's doing, giving us an opportunity to do that. You know, a couple times he wanted me to preach. I didn't want to, <laughs> you know, <laughs> but he, but he, but he's seen But as a pastor, he's seen the features and the qualities that are in people. And, and when he asks you that, he's not doing that because he don't want to do it. He knows you can do it. And sometimes when it comes from somebody else, it don't always come from the same person, you know. So given any opportunity that he gives you in this church, I, I ask you to take it upon, even though you don't want to. But he's doing it because he knows you have the features and the quality. And that's what a, a pastor does. That, that's what he, he is our shepherd, you know. He, he leads us the way that God wants him to have us to go. And I can't say enough. I can't say thank you enough. I know there's times that, you know, that, that issues with the church and the lighting and everything. But, but you know what? Uh, I'm here to serve. I'm not here to lead. He's here as a leader, but he's also serving. He's teaching you and I that he's serving God. And so he imparts that into us. And I, I just can't thank you enough. Um, so. I'm going to hand it over to my wife here. Um, well, when I prayed about uh, you know, what am I supposed to say, what am I supposed to share, I actually um, have, it's, I think it's a funny story. I don't know if it'll mean anything to you, but <laughs> we're not here to honor you. We're here to honor him. <laughs> so if... <laughs> Yeah, so, um, so, so, and so maybe you don't realize that I remember this or that I, I, I've actually told this story to other people. Um, 
it, this goes back to when I was church secretary for a while. And um, I'm, I'm in the office. No one else is in the whole church. It's just me working in the office. And um, this older gentleman, gray-haired gentleman, comes in, um, and he is has nothing. I mean, he's clothed, but he has nothing but a uh, sleeping bag. <laughs> and what is weird is two days prior, I had been uh, in the Catanning area, and on my way home, right around the area where 85 and uh, 28 and all that come together, that four-way stop, I had seen the same man, like, hitchhiking i'm heading like toward new bethlehem he's on the whole other side heading toward you know on 422 and um and i'm like oh okay and then <laughs> this guy shows up in the church that i had seen two days before and it's like ooh, okay i'm by myself and um we kind of had this uh <laughs> We didn't set up this strategy, but I contacted him um, by text, by uh, email, or phone call. Um, and we didn't set up this by level of importance, but it kind of ended up going that way. If he got a, a, a an email, it was sort of like, okay, well, maybe you need to read all this, and it was in a better format, and it wasn't an emergency. A text was like, eh, when you get to it, maybe you need, and, and if you got a phone call, we're, something's going on. And I think the whole time I was here, I could count in one hand all the more times I called. Well, I had tried other measures to get, because he wanted a ride. This guy wanted a ride somewhere. He says, is there any kind of public transportation around here? <laughs> we're a new mind. We don't have that. <laughs> yeah. And if we do, I'm more in toward New Bethlehem. I don't know. So at the time, <clears throat> I think maybe D might have still been here. Because it was a few years back, and I thought, well, with the busing and stuff, maybe Dee would know. So I called her, and she gave me a little bit of information, and I'm like, I don't know. It's getting I'm feeling kind of creepy. But this guy had the bluest eyes. Sometimes I wonder if he was like, an, ain't we entertained an angel unaware. Because I remember sitting at the desk, and he's at the doorway of the office, and I'm sitting at the desk, and I'm like, ooh, I'm, this is not good. As soon as I went to stand up, he backed up as to show me he's not. It was just, I'll never forget that. But anyhow, I'm realizing, okay, this is just, so I, I called Pastor Steve, and he came as soon as he was able. Well, then as we discussed later on the, the events that had happened, um, you had made the comment. You said, oh, I looked, and I'm like, oh, it's the bat phone. <laughs> <laughs> and that always, I'm just like, either that or, oh, it's the old bat. I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm just like, but I'm pretty sure you said it's the bat phone. <laughs> but, but, um, but yeah, because I, I think, like I said, we had that level worked out where, you know, emails or texts. But if it was a phone call, ooh, we got trouble. And, and you, you were on that. And so I don't know why. I just, I'm like, okay, God. I don't know why you really want me to share this story. So um, anyhow, that's just something I think it'll always, oh, it was the bat phone. That just was always gives me a little chuckle. But so then I prayed, and I'm like, okay, do we have anything serious? Can I share something spiritual or whatever? And um, the only thing I really got was pretty much the same thing the husband already shared, and we didn't talk. So, <laughs> so that's kind of cool. Um, but it was about, uh, I kept getting the word shepherd. 
and I'm like, because ah. I've heard good and bad, because that takes me back to like the 80s and the shepherding movement, and there was, I was a teenager then, but it was good and bad, and I'm like, I don't know. But I just couldn't shake that. And the only thing I was really getting then was, um, well, what does a shepherd do? Well, he cares for the sheep. And that sometimes a sheep can be stubborn. <laughs> and sometimes they don't listen very well. But that it's been your love for the Lord and your love for the sheep that have kept you all here. And seeing, just like Stanley said, seeing what's in us knowing there's more there, wanting to give up and walk away, but a good shepherd doesn't leave the sheep out in the field unattended, that he cares and he takes care of the sheep. And so that's, like I said, it goes along with him. We didn't even discuss it. So, so thank you. Um, I just want to thank Steve and his entire family. I know, um, He's our pastor, but I know that, you know, right there is Becky, right there is Nate and Megan and, and B. And, you know, we just appreciate all you guys. Um, we know what a sacrifice as a family it is. Um, you know, uh, we consider you all the, you know, you're the pastor, but, you know, the, the family is the leader of uh, this church and what it means to our family. Um, you know, I've, I've heard so many things, even outside the church, you know, of your leadership um, through, you know, the school, the, um, the uh, PTO, um, in, in the sports and everything that, you know, I hear nothing but, but positive things. And, and it, it makes me feel great that, you know, I can say that's my pastor, you know. Um, but uh, I, I guess from the first time, I think, you know, is. Tammy and I had the youth group and Becky and Dave and, and you volunteered because we need another chaperone for the numbers, uh, you know, and that was our, my first trip, I think, with Steve that, um, and, and, and there was a difficult situation in that, but uh, with one of the youth, but, you know, I mean, I got to see firsthand, you know, his leadership and, and didn't have any idea later that, you know, he would become our pastor, but um, we appreciate everything you do, um, your sacrifices. Uh, I don't think anybody could see all the changes that would have to go through. Um, it's not just, you know, coming in here, you know, uh, Sunday being our pastor. I mean, the, the year we went through, we could have never done it without Steve. You know, I mean, the technical um, aspects of putting this online and jumping through the hoops and, and we really missed very little, uh, you know, going through a difficult season. And, and I don't know who else could have done that. You know, there's there's just, you know, so many aspects of what goes on here. Um, and, and you've taken it all on yourself. And I, I feel, um, I, I just wish we could do more. You know, I've, I've, we just can't thank you enough of the ability is that you have um, and, and be able to use those abilities and sometimes even when you have no choice. I mean, I even this morning, as I was thinking, you know, I was going to get back to you on the, on the HVAC, so I'll do that this week. Um, but, you know, I, you, you commit to something and then, you know, he always fills the gap, you know, and um, I, I, I just want to do better 
for you, you know, for our church. Um, you lead by example, and, and I inspire to be more of a leader like you. And, and you inspire my family to be more, uh, a better example of, of what you guys are doing also. So we just so much appreciate the Cromers and everything they do and the kids. Thank you, Nate. Thank you, B, and, and is Megan back there? No. Where's she at? Oh, she is. Okay. Um, you know, we just, I know it can't be easy, you know, jumping through what you guys jump through. You know, I know that your dad and mom are, are pulled in, in many different directions, and, you know, the church thanks you. I thank you. My family thanks you because I know you guys are part of that also. Um, but uh, just thank you for everything. Well, I have something to share, but I need something to put my Bible on. I thought this was going to be very simple. Well, I was, but it didn't come in the mail on time. And I tried practicing yesterday afternoon when it finally came. And well, let me just say, God, God is blessing you all because I didn't not doing it. But he did give me, and I said, because I was, I was a little fretful. I said, okay, Lord, I thought I had this all figured out. And I know what you told me, and this was, I thought, what I was supposed to do to bring it about. And I think I heard him laugh. And then he started sharing some things with me. And, and I, I really believe that, I'm sorry, this is, this is what I do. You give me a microphone and sit back. This is what I believe the Lord has for me to share tonight, for you and for all of us, because there is nothing that God has ever called a person to do that he does not back them with a crowd. And right now, we're not a huge crowd, but if, we're, if we are Gideon's mighty men of 300, we can do a whole lot. So if you look at our numbers, obviously we're not 300, but in our best days, we were 300. But what a person can do when they're walking in the God power, God knowledge, God understanding, uh, walking and following someone who is hearing God, then there is nothing that we can't accomplish. Nothing. Pretty cool. So the Lord gave me three scriptures. And um, the first one was Isaiah 28, 23. And I pulled out the wrong one. Let's see. Wait, wait, wait. My marker. Okay. So I'm going to read Isaiah 23 through 29. And it says, Give ear and hear my voice and listen to my words. Does he who plows for sowing plow continually? Does he continue to plow and harrow the ground after it's smooth? When he has leveled its surface, does he not cast abroad the seed of dill or funnel, fennel and scatter cumin, a seasoning, and put the wheat and rose and barley in its intended place and the spelt as the border? And he trains each of them correctly. I thought that was interesting. 
God is really not talking about produce, and he's not talking about seasons, seasoning that we use on our food. He's talking about people. And this, this farmer, he trains each of them correctly, for his God instructs him correctly and teaches him. For dill is not threshed with a sharp threshing instrument, nor is a cartwheel rolled over cumin, but dill is beaten off with a staff and cumin with a rod by hand. Does one crush bread grain? No. He does not thresh it continuously, but when he has driven the cartwheel and his horses over it, he scatters it, tossing it up to the wind without having crushed it. This also comes from the Lord of hosts, who is wonderful in counsel, excellent in wisdom, and has effectual working. And I believe that this is what God is doing. I have seen it over and over again in Pastor Steve and Becky, that God is giving them his counsel to train us as a people who can be ready for whatever comes our way. He knows that there's certain times that you have to speak a certain way, and there's other times you have to walk around things. There's times you just wait and you pray for the opportunity, and there's other times you go in like a lion for a prey because you know that you must protect God's people. And I, I am so blessed that we have a man of God who does this. And sometimes, and I'm sure that you've all felt like this at times in situations of your life, not necessarily with the pastor, but just in our life, sometimes we feel like, wow, I didn't like that my friend said that to me. That seems kind of harsh. And then as it works into your spirit, you think, God, thank you for the kindness of my friend to speak the truth to me. Sometimes it doesn't always hit us right, but that doesn't mean it's not God. And, and I believe that God wants us as a people to remember that our job is to pray for this man and woman of God, that, that they do hear the counsel of God, and they're able to take the word of truth, and that we can step into that. And if we really struggle with something, they have ears to hear. And that way there's always peace in the house. There's not a place for division. There's not a place for hurt feelings. We, we as a people, God is training us up because this is only a sample of things to come. And if we are not mature and ready, if we don't know how to lift the man of God and back the man of God, then the man of God won't have any help and he will, he will just fade away. Side note, he was gone for three months last year. We know what it's like to have to rise to the occasion. What he does on a regular basis really is an amazing thing to me, what the family does on a regular basis. And it's so easy when he's here to step back, but God says, no, my body is to rise to the occasion and walk with the man of God not just behind him, walk with him, encouraging him, helping him, and accomplishing what God has for this people. And uh, the other scripture that God gave me is in Haggai, or Haggai, depending on who you are and who you were taught by. 
Haggai 2 is a pretty exciting minor prophet. And his words are pretty cool because he's speaking of things not yet seen. He's prophesying before Jesus ever was implanted in Mary's womb what is coming towards the end of time. And it's exciting. It's exciting. And uh, so I'm just going to read this real quick because he gives, he gives um, not warning, but a, a, not a rebuke. It's a encouragement, a strong encouragement. He says, and it's actually a command, be strong. That's a command. Be strong. Be alert and courageous. And then he says again, the Lord says, be strong, alert, and courageous. You ever think about that? The reason we're told that is because we're going to see things and feel things and hear about things, and it's going to make our knees want to shake. But the Lord says that we are to be strong, we are to be alert, and we are to be courageous. And then he says in uh, the end of verse 5, he says it again, So my spirit stands and abides in the midst of you. Fear not. If there's one thing that the enemy has tried to do in the world, you know, we'd like to say, well, you know, the enemy's hitting my family, or, well, you know, it's really been tough in our church. But No, we're talking the world here. The enemy has risen up, and he has thrown a huge stink bomb filled with fear to make everything reek with fear. But God's people are to stand strong and not be motivated by fear. We're to be motivated by love. And he says, for thus says the Lord of hosts, yet once more, I will shake and make the starry heavens tremble, the earth, the sea, and the dry land. And I will shake all nations, and the desire and the precious things of all nations shall come in. And I will fill this house with splendor, says the Lord of hosts. The silver is mine, the gold is mine, says the Lord of hosts, and the latter glory of this house shall be greater than the former, says the Lord of hosts. And in this place I will give peace and prosperity, says the Lord of hosts. And this is what I believe God is saying to us as a people and as a word of encouragement to the leaders to know that this is not what we see and what we fear and what we hear and what we've experienced is not the promise of God. It is coming, and it's coming a whole lot quicker than you all realize because sometimes it's every day is the same day, which is the same day and the same day, and I hear this and I hear that. You know, the return of Christ used to seem like 
like um, the people on Charlie Brown. Wah, 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 wah. Because I've been hearing it since I was a young child. As I, when I was old enough to actually hear that Jesus is coming any day, and it could be today, and you better be ready because you don't want to get caught off guard. I was that young, and I know from my parents that they were talking about that way before I ever existed. Paul talked about it in the New Testament. And so it seems like it's never going to come, it's never going to come, it's never going to come. Well, someday, someday. But I am telling you that there is a new glory that is going to come, and the word of the Lord will never return void. It comes and it accomplishes everything it's sent forth to do. And in the latter days, the glory of the Lord, the knowledge of the glory of the Lord will fill the earth like the waters cover the sea and ladies and gentlemen I'm telling you now buckle up because we are going to be a part of that and it's not a pie in the sky in the sweet by and by it is coming and it is at the threshold and so I believe that this is why the Lord is talking about how do we deal with grains that come. How does a farmer take care of his farm and his land and all that's there? How will he know how to treat this this thing and that thing? And when the glory of the Lord comes, I'm hearing of it now. If any of you ever put on Christian news, you're going to find out that what I'm talking about has already begun in California. It's already hit like a bomb in New York. There's pockets of it in Oklahoma and in Texas and in Arizona, in, Oklahoma, uh, in Tennessee. There's already pockets of major outpourings of the Spirit of God that is ushering hundreds and thousands of people into salvation and into healings that are dramatic and that are like we hear about it in the mission fields, you know, I just listened to uh, a testimony about a tent meeting that took place in the outskirts of New York. And this, this, the man, um, Mario Morello, was having a tent meeting. He said, the worst thing a tent meeting people can ever have is rain. He said, I said, the Lord, well, I mean, this is a man that's already seen like all kinds of major things, including the dead raised back to life. This man has already seen drug dealers come to the front of the altar in the tent and throw down all of their drugs and give their life to Jesus. He has already seen people being delivered from the power of darkness that had been dwelling in them and holding them back. And this is what he said. Oh, Lord, it's raining bad. There is nothing worse than rain in a tent meeting. Nobody's going to show up. I laughed. I thought, did you really say that? After everything you've experienced? No wonder God sits in the heavens and laughs. We're a bunch of silly people. He said he got there two hours early, and there was a lineup of cars a mile long, two hours early. And there were three entrances to where they were going on major highways and everyone was backed up a mile and he said people were coming in and the tent was full and they stood in the rain and they still had to turn away six 
hundred people. I'm telling you now, when God says get ready, he's not kidding. So this is what he said. <laughs> it rained all night. He had a powerful outpouring of the Holy Spirit. And the next day, it was raining still. And he said, okay, God, I know last night was good, but is anybody going to show up today? I mean, that was pretty miserable. <laughs> and I thought, oh, God, thank you that you know that we are silly sheep. Because the next day, the tent was filled again. They bought other tents that they could have facing so that the overflow wouldn't have to stand in the rain. And then he showed a testimony that was on video of a woman that God had pointed out to him. He began to prophesy to her and declare about her illness that she had. Now, looking at her, she didn't look like she had illness, but she had been in a severe accident and was in so much pain because all the joints, all the, the stuff between your bones that keeps it from rubbing together and hurting, her whole body, it was just gone. And there was nothing that they could do. And she'd been suffering for years. And then God healed her. She was dancing. She was moving her arms. All these things she could never do before. Because that is what God is doing. He's revealing. The word says that there will be signs and wonders that follow the teaching and preaching of the word. And we are in a time, an era of time, that God is doing this. And so we need as a body to continue to lift up our pastor and Becky and the kids as they are being used by God to train us to be ready because there are prophetic words about this place. And first of all, I made I may comment of this at the elders meeting. We will never be called Healing Valley unless somebody gets healed and somebody else 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 because you don't become Healing Valley because three people got healed. I was healed of a cold, I was healed of a sore toe, and, and those are all awesome things, and I'm not making them small, but I'm telling you, you don't get a reputation about being healing valley until the blind see, the deaf hear, the lame walk, cancer dies, tumors disappear. That is the power of God, and that is the, the glory that is coming, that is going to make the sick well, and it's going to make the lost found, and it's going to set the captives free. And God is going to fill this house with his presence. And as that happens, this house will be filled with people. And then we'll have to do more than one service. I'm so sorry, but it'll be exciting because God will be there. Because that's what God does. We are in an area of people, just like any other area, where there's so many people hurting and hopeless and bound by fear and, and addiction and, and, and just the hurts and the pains of, of growing up not knowing Jesus. And God loves everyone because every one of us came from him. We're his children, and he wants us all back. And so to close this up, in Deuteronomy 28, and you did talk about this. In fact, the song I was going to sing was the blessing. And I said to stand on Sunday, I'm supposed to sing that next week and bless them. <laughs> kind of looks watered down. And I said, okay, God, I'm sorry. I'll do it anyway. And then it just didn't come in time. So the blessings of God. I bless you, Pastor. You and Becky and Bethany and... <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm going to cry. <sighs> Megan, 
and Nathan. I bless you with the heart of the Father, with the blessing of God that makes rich, but adds no sorrow to it. For strength that comes because the joy of the Lord so has infiltrated your being that you are strong enough to run through a troop and leap over walls. There will be no thing that will stop this move of God because you have purposed to prepare yourselves and your people and those who are willing to step alongside of you and step up behind you to follow where God has taken you. We also will be a part of what is happening in this place. I bless you with visions and dreams that the Holy Spirit will visit you in the night and in the day. And you will see things you have never seen before. And you will dream dreams you have never dreamt before. And you won't just dream them and you will not just see them, but you will understand. Because I bless you with a heart of understanding that you will hear what the Father is saying and you will understand how to apply that in this house, in your lives, and in this community. I bless you with a passion for the presence of the Most High God that drives you into the deeper things of God. I bless you with such a peace and such a love that fear has no room to even place his little toe. Because where you are, you will exude the peace of God and the love of God. And you will go into situations that are filled with turmoil and frustration and fear and dread. And the whole atmosphere will change because the God in you is going to come out in such a way. And sometimes without you saying a word. Because you are such a carrier of the presence of the Most High God. I bless you in your home and in this house that purity will be a part of the seeds that you plant. That purity will not just be planted in your ministry, but it will be planted in your generations. And that you and your family and their children and their children and their children and their children until the day of the return of Jesus Christ, that purity and a passion for the kingdom, and a hunger and thirst for righteousness will be their portion. It will come out the blessings of one who has been blessed that continues on in the generations. I bless you with the ability to never, ever be content with yesterday's manna. That you will see what you have for today, and you will be excited, and you will run with it. But tomorrow, you will say, eh, it's wormy. I need a fresh revelation from you, Father. And that that will draw you deeper into the river of life. That river of life. Life physically. Life spiritually. Life emotionally. Life uh, financially, that there is abundant of life in that river, and you will drink deep of it. And you will know his goodness, and you will know his plans, and you will walk in his authority that has been given to you because of the position 
that you have chosen to be with the Lord. And you will have the power to bring his kingdom to earth and the authority that you have, you will be able to wield it just accurately, accurately, accurately will you have your, your weapons skilled and ready and you will accurately use them and you'll know when to pull out the bow and you'll know when to speak with the sword of the word and you'll know when to hug with the love of God because all of your weapons that are not carnal they are powerful and they will tear down the strongholds hallelujah I bless you with more more and more. More, says the living God. More, more of me, says God. I bless you with a hunger for more, a longing for more, a thirst for more, a dissatisfaction. I want more, Lord. I know there's more. I will go into everything you have for me, and I will not say ever, God, I don't want that. I am willing. This is what I bless you with, the ability to, to say that to the living God and know that he will only give you good things. And so I say to you and to all of us, get ready. Ready yourself. Ready, my children. Be strong. Be alert. And be courageous. Because it's getting ready to come. Amen. So, Father, I said a blessing on this house that your spirit come and dwell largely, that when we enter in, your presence is here already, and that we are able and receptive to receive it. I thank you, God, that there is no power of hell that is welcome in this house. And that every stronghold that has set itself up against the name of Jesus Christ is coming down. And every hole and every crack is going to be filled with the glory of the Lord. And the angels will come and go and the portholes will be here. So that heaven comes to earth all the time. Ministering the grace and the hope and the salvation of Jesus Christ and all that that contains. And I thank you that you are our provider and you are our sustainer and you are going to help us when things are hard because you never leave us, you never forsake us, and you always make a way where there is no way. And so I bless this house, I bless this man in his house, his family, his generations, our families, our generations, with the knowledge of Jesus Christ and with a hunger and thirst for righteousness that we be that light that shine in the darkness that the nations will hear of and they will come and see for themselves and be able to experience the glory of the Lord, that your name be lifted high and all men will be drawn to you in Jesus' name. Amen. And if anyone else has anything to share, your gratitude, Pastor and Becky, just line on up. Dad, hi. <laughs> I know it is. 
I don't think I could ever pick a better father father figure than you, to be honest. Like throughout my entire life, it's just been amazing through my ups and downs for these past years with mental illness and stuff like that. He's always been there for me. Same with the entire family and this church. I greatly appreciate that. I don't I don't think there could be a better pastor for this church either. And I remember when you first started, it was a big change for us from you going working at Diamond to being here full time. I know that was a big change. And also you being bivocational, um, <sighs> having two separate jobs now is a lot of stress and stuff. And me having a new first job, it's a lot of stress and stuff. And I greatly appreciate the church for having our support and everything that we do when it comes to like the little things and the big things and everything is just amazing. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what else to say. <laughs> I just walked up here and he said, uh uh. All right, what can I say? What can I say? No, I better not. <laughs> okay, all kidding aside. I know I'm a jokester. And thank you, people, for putting up with that. But I've always been this way. This is one great guy here. I'll tell you, anytime I've ever needed him, he's been there for me. You know? And uh, brought me into this worship team. And I... You know, I really appreciate it. I didn't know if I could do it or not, you know. Play, play in another worship team again. I was pretty hurt from the last one. But I was willing to give it a chance again, and God said, you know, I want you here. You guys all know that story. So I didn't know if it was going to work. None of us did. It was rough at the beginning. I feel we're getting better. I feel we're working much better as a team. God's tested us many times, many times. There were times I felt like giving up. I said, no, I can't. And he just said, just lean on me. It'll work. Those songs will work next week. I'm like, Lord, I can't get it. I can't. This was really bad. I can't get this. I can't get this. And he says, go. I'll take care of it. And he did. Um, I mean, I just don't know what else to say about this guy. I mean, he's just one great guy. He's a great friend. I made a great friend here. You know, he's a good father. You're right. I can tell. And uh, what else can I say? But I love you, man. I do. I do. I know I do. I just appreciate Steve and his family humility and the humbleness that he walks in and just being a down-to-earth pastor that you can you can talk to him and just I don't know I kind of I've went to a lot of churches and over the years of my life and just the fact that he's willing to admit in the pulpit that he struggles with things too I think that's a lot of a stumbling block for a lot of people and 
I just appreciate that about him. I just, he's like everybody said, he's just a great guy, and I appreciate him and his family. I appreciate this guy helped me out, you know, a couple shady kills of deer, you know, and he came in there with this truck, the rescue drug that thing out of there. Let's go get her done. Get her in the freezer fast as possible. <laughs> no, your entire family's been a huge blessing to me as well. Oh, my. Everyone here has been. Um, it's, it's an honor to serve here. I know that there's been some rough times. I know I've said and done things that I shouldn't have, and that's just a part of us all learning and growing together, you know, and it just the, the forgiveness and the grace has just been amazing here, you know, and it, it's the unity of us just pulling through and coming together. That's where God's blessing rests, and that's where the Spirit's going to be able to move in power, because we don't put on some show or mask trying to act like we're something we're not. We just, we are who we are, and um, I struggle with decisions. I make right ones, I make wrong ones, and, you know, together we pull through it, and that's where the glory of God can just rest and move. And that's why we experience things like we did this morning with the Spirit just moving, um, because he can. <laughs> he can. So thank you all so much for building that foundation. And I just can't wait, wait to see, you know, what God has in our future as he builds on this foundation that, that he has um, restored. It's going to be awesome. Unshakable, right? Unshakable. Love it. All right. Well, that, I'm going to close the blessing over you. It's really funny because I, I, I wanted to do the blessing last week because I knew I wanted to end with it. I wanted the worship team to do it, but God was like, no. And I didn't know why no, and now I know why no. I, I, that's the other fun thing. It is so much fun when we don't communicate with each other, and then we show up, and the Spirit was like, yeah, it's just you know it's the Spirit because he, he yeah, anyways, you know what I'm saying if you've experienced it, you know. <laughs> you see how he's working through each of us together. All right, and so Jesus, we just thank you so much. You are the good shepherd. You are the only reason that any of us can do anything worthwhile here on this earth. You are the only reason that all of us are sitting here this morning radically transformed, a brand new life, a brand new creation. You're the only reason that our lives can be good because it is you working in us and through us. And we thank you for this group of people that you have brought together here. We thank you for the ones that you are getting ready to call here. And we just praise you for the opportunity to serve together, to love together, and to chase after you, pursuing your heart together. Let your kingdom come here among this body all across the earth in your name. Amen. Amen. All right, so feel free to grab some snacks back here. <laughs> yes, and thank you. It's been a blessing.